Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I am not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. Thank you so much for being with me today. I am so excited about this podcast, about launching this effort. I'm looking forward to all of the incredible things that are going to come from this. There are going to be some great interviews with some incredible men, some incredible dads. I'm going to throw in some lessons that I think are super helpful, or at least they have been helpful to me. I'm looking forward to enriching men everywhere and helping men love being dads. It is a privilege. It is a calling. It is an honor to be a dad. And I don't want to be on the journey by myself where I strive every day to be a better dad. I want a community of dads that are right there with me, arm in arm, because we don't do the hand in hand thing because we're men. But I want this to be an effort, a group effort where we work together to father our future. So let me just get this out of the way right at the very beginning. Being a dad, just in case you were wondering, is tough work. It is not easy. It is not always enjoyable in the moment, but it's an incredible experience. We'll talk about how tough it is in just a moment, but let me tell you a little bit about me and the purpose of fathering our future. So little old me, I'm a Christian. I'm happy that I'm a Christian. I love God and I'm grateful for the relationship that I have with God. I'm a Bible nerd. I love, love theology. I love talking about it with my friends. That is my candy stick. That is what one day I really hope to be doing, and I'm working toward that all the time. But while I'm in the process, I'm really enjoying all the things that I'm able to learn from mentors and ministers and my friends, too. I've got some incredible friends, and we have a lot of fun talking about the Bible. And let me just go ahead and tell you, if you're not a Christian, don't be scared that I am. My effort here is not to convert you. My goal is to help you enjoy being a father and to help you along the way. So if you want to dismiss all the biblical stuff, that's totally fine. But at least listen to what I have to say. At least listen to what people I interview have to say, because the information and the principles will help you. That I promise you. So outside of being a Christian, uh, I love to play the piano, love to jazz it up. I'm not great. I'm self-taught. I do play at my local church, and I wish I had more time to devote to it, but I'm a dad of three currently, so uh, don't get too much time there. I loved playing basketball when I was younger. Yeah, I don't get to play anymore either. As soon as I got engaged, I think that was probably the last time I played basketball, just more important things in life. I'm very extroverted. I like to meet people, like to make friends. Friends, food, and conversation, that pretty much sums me up. Um, Outside of just my personal stuff, I have a wonderful family. I am so richly blessed and I'm so grateful for my family. I'm married to the girl of my dreams and I don't say that as a joke. I mean it. So if you're a guy, you know what I'm talking about. We all have that one girl that we just looked at. We said, she's the most beautiful thing I've ever laid eyes on. She's really smart. She's got her act together. I can't find a flaw. I married that girl. I married the one that I thought, she's out of my league. There's not a chance. 
She's never even going to acknowledge my existence. But somehow, some way, God worked a miracle in my favor, and we have been happily married since 2014. And we have three wonderful kids. We currently have Frankie, who is four. We have Reagan, who is two. And we have Amelia, who I affectionately call Jojo. Her middle name is Jolie, but she's about six months right now. And they are so much fun. And sometimes, sometimes they're a little bit scary. Uh, Reagan, for example, she started speaking when she was about nine months. She started holding conversations when she was about 12 months. And when I mean holding conversations, I mean she could reason with you. Not just respond, but she could reason. There was one time she asked to do something and, you know, like the typical dad, typical parent, I was like, no, we can't do that right now. We have other plans. I gave some excuse and she absorbed that excuse and she thought about it and she responded with a reason. She gave me a rebuttal that made sense. That was actually kind of clever. And I was like, okay, you win. You can just do whatever you want to do because I'm not prepared for this. You're one year old and you're only going to get older. You're only going to get smarter. No. Okay. I surrender now. So that's how that journey is going with my first daughter, Frankie. Frankie is basically a miniature marine biologist. So we let him watch the show on Netflix called Octonauts. And he absorbed everything. He knows anything and everything a four-year-old can know about sea creatures. He loves going to the zoo. He loves going to the aquarium. He loves lizards, snakes, frogs, anything that is a creature, especially a creature in the sea. Frankie is just infatuated by them. And it makes things a lot of fun. Um, we, (laughs) so Frankie has talked about this imaginary friend that he has. He calls him friend eat. And for a long time, we tried to figure out who friend eat was. And there were times where he would talk about friend eat. And sometimes friend eat was almost sounding like someone who lived in our neighborhood. And there were other times that it didn't seem to make sense. Well, one day my wife was with him. And there was a TV on at the restaurant and Frankie begins to freak out. And he says, friend eat is on TV. And when my wife looked to her surprise, friend eat is none other but the Geico Gecko. (laughs) We pondered over that for the longest time. But again, Frankie loves creatures. He loves lizards. And the fact that there's one that talks that's on TV, that is his super cool dude friend. And Jojo, she's six months. She is a ball of fun. She loves to snuggle. She loves to laugh. And by the time you get to the third kid, you can just be around them and play with them. And you realize this kid's going to be really smart, really fast. So all in all, that's my family. A ton of fun. The kids are goofs. They get it naturally because I can be a a good idiot from time to time. And um, it's great. 
I am so happy and so thrilled with my family, and I'm so looking forward to how things progress. It's a bit bittersweet because you always want them to be little. You always want to capture that moment. You never want time to go on, but at the same time, you can't help but wonder what will things be like in a year? What will things be like when they begin to drive? What will things be like when they graduate high school, when they go to college, when they start a family of their own? You look forward to all of these incredible moments that they will have in their life that you will get to, in some form or fashion, be a part of, all the while missing and longing for the days of old. It's a wonderful experience. But like I said, it's tough work. It's not always easy. There's going to be moments where you want to pull your hair out. Luckily, I still have all of mine, unlike my father. My sister was the bad one, if you're wondering. But there's times where it is tough. There's moments where you will have regrets. You will do things, say things that you wish you didn't do and say, but it happens. But that's okay. I'm not here to reprimand you. This is a show, this is a podcast that acknowledges that being a dad is tough work. This is going to be real life. This will not qualify for HDTV where you have a newlywed couple, the husband doesn't work, the wife collects butterflies, they have a $40 million budget for a home. No, 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 no. (laughs) This is going to be reality. You're going to hear real stories. You're going to hear real testimonies of what it's like to be a dad in various situations. Now, as we begin to talk about some of the tough stuff, I want to take you through something that you've probably experienced. You've definitely experienced this if you have kids. But if you're getting ready to have your first child, this has probably happened. And if it hasn't, it's going to. So you make the big announcement. We're having a baby. Everyone is thrilled. Everyone is so happy and delighted that you're going to have this incredible experience of being a parent. And they come up to you and they just adore you and they want to touch your wife's tummy and they want to just talk to you about all of these things and they want to get you gifts. And then they always end the conversation the same way. Well, I hope you and your wife have done everything that you want to do because the world as you know it is about to cease to exist. It's just like it goes from really, really good and wonderful to what in the world just happened. It becomes dark and negative, and it can really throw you off if you're not prepared for it because you're thinking, okay, I have a kid on the way, And now people are telling me that this is going to be tragic, horrible. This is going to be something a little bit frightening and scary. Have I made the right decision to pursue having a family? Let me just, I'm going to tell you, yes, you have. But I remember those moments where people would walk up to me and my wife or sometimes just me and they would talk about all the wonderful joy of being a parent and then always conclude the conversation the same way. I hope you've done everything that you want to do because you're never going to have the opportunity to do that until you're too old and then you're not going to want to do those things. That was crazy. 
it was it was nuts. But thankfully, I had a buddy, a buddy that I grew up spending time with whenever we had the opportunity to be around. We didn't live close, but we do have memories together. We had a lot of fun. We've done fun things since becoming parents. But at the time we announced Frankie was on the way, he already had two kids of his own. And we were having a conversation about it. And I will never, ever forget what he told me because he and I, man, we had fun. We had some incredible laughs. We still have incredible laughs when we get together. It is always fun. It is always a joy to be with him. But he was talking to me and he said, Anthony, you're going to love it. Being a dad is the most fun you will ever have. And that shifted my perspective. That changed something in my view because all these people made it out to be such a drag. Like it was so negative, like it was going to be so difficult and life would just stop. And he made it sound like this is going to be the beginning. This is where things really start. This is where things really, truly begin. This is where fulfillment comes into place. You're going to love every minute of it. And he was right. He was spot on. It has been nothing short of fun. Has there been poop? (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Have there been some, uh, some less than desirable moments? Yes. Things get messy. Things get irritable. Things are not always perfect. Sunshine and rainbows. It's No, there's only rainbows because there's storms. I just want you to acknowledge that. Things are not always picture perfect. But the moments that are great are wonderful. The moments that are tragic in hindsight are timeless. You will look back on the rough times that you had as a father and you will laugh. And those will be some of your fondest memories. I promise it is so enjoyable. In fact, it was so enjoyable for me that as I started, as me and my wife started getting back out with Frankie after he was born, every one of those naysayers, they lurked out of the shadows to come and find us. It was funny because they all have the same approach. They walk up to you and they've got this crooked grin on their face and their heads kind of cocked like they've suffered from scoliosis for years and just never told anyone about it. They walk up to you and they say, so how's it like having a kid? What's it like being a dad? I looked every single one of those people straight in the eyes. I never broke eye contact and I gave them the exact same response. I said, being a dad is the most fulfilling thing that I have ever been privileged to do. And I love it. You talk about a real buzzkill. They walk up and, you know, they're throwing some thunder at you thinking, I'm going to get a good laugh out of this. And then they get that smacked back in their face. It was really funny because some people were like, okay. Some people didn't even have words. They were like, I'm going to phone call. Uh, Sorry, I got to go. Some of the people who started confessing about their kids being mistakes and accidents. Yeah, I've got some friends that apparently weren't supposed to exist. I'll never tell them that because... Come on, that's going to ruin their life. (laughs) But 
it was so true. And, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to sugarcoat it. I wanted to just give it to him straight. Being a dad is fulfilling. And honestly, if you're going to ask me my opinion on this, I think it's fulfilling because that's what God designed. God made man and woman. God intended for us to be in relationships. And God told us to have kids. And when you have kids, you're fulfilling your purpose. You're fulfilling his grand design. And there's something incredible that comes from that. But that's enough about me. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about fathering our future. What this podcast is all about. This is the podcast for dads. First off, I want to do three things. The first thing is I want to help men love being dads. There's a lot of negativity out there about being a dad. There's a lot of negativity out there about just being a man sometimes. But I want to encourage men to love being dads. You will have people who tell you, hey, it's going to be pretty rough. There's going to be a lot of negativity and a lot of it's coded in sarcasm. I get it. I'm very much that way sometimes. But I always try to at least give some reality straight to people when they ask about it. And I tell them that it's great. I tell them that it's fun. I have friends that are expecting some of their first kids and I'm so excited for them. And I've encouraged them to have kids before they even announced that they were pregnant. I want men to have children because being a dad is the best. So I want to help men love being dads. So there's a lot of ideas out there that can come against that. That say maybe it's not the best to be a dad. That you can't pursue your career if you're going to be a father. Because you're going to have to take time away from that and give it to your family. I mean, who do you pursue the career for? If you gain the whole world and you have no one to share it with, then what's the point? Family is so crucial. And having kids, having something to pass down, it's so rewarding. I promise you, you can think back if you have kids, but if you're preparing to have children, that moment you get to teach your child something and you watch them learn it, you see that they have absorbed what you said, you're going to be hooked. I promise. Even if it's something dumb, even if it's just something little, the moment that you pass down some form of knowledge or information to your child and they take it and they apply it, you're going to be touched. I promise you that. So I want to help men love being dads. And secondly, I want to help dads be better dads. This is my pursuit. This is what I am striving for. I'm not the perfect dad. I will say that every podcast, at no point will I ever arrive and be the perfect dad. I know that that will never happen. I am on a lifelong journey of learning when it comes to fatherhood. Many other things as well, but especially fatherhood. I will never be the perfect dad. But every day I will strive to be a better one. And I want to help men do the same thing. There are different things that we go through, different trials and challenges that we face that will give us the opportunity to learn tough lessons. I want to share those lessons that I get to learn. I want to share things that I come across that I think are helpful for men 
That's what I want to do. And not just me, because I realize that the scope of my fatherhood is limited. I have kids that don't have any sort of medical problem. I have kids that are fully functional. I don't know what it's like to father a child with autism. I don't know what it's like to father a child with special needs. But I know that there are lots of dads out there who are trying to. So this is what I want to do. I don't want to just give you what I know. I want to have dads who are incredible. Dads who have spoken to me about their situations that aren't even necessarily applicable to me, but that have just moved me with their understanding of fatherhood. So we're going to hear from people who have children with autism. We're going to hear from people who have children with special needs. We're going to hear from men who went through a divorce while trying to father their kids. We're going to hear from men who lost their spouse, men who had to do an enormous amount of work because their spouse was sick. There's a number of types of dads out there, dads who have just out there in wild circumstances sometimes, and some who just have your typical everyday circumstance and trial. I want you to hear from all of these people. I want you to hear all of these different perspectives. It may not be directly applicable to you, but I promise you it will be enriching. And if it doesn't help you, it will give you something that you can use to help another dad. And that leads me to the third thing. I want to build community. Having other dads to lean on is great. It's comforting. I mean, the example that I gave you at the very beginning, I had a close friend of mine who changed my perspective on fatherhood. And it helped me more than I could ever express. I mean, it completely shifted my approach to being a dad to where it's not just a bunch of work. It's not just a big responsibility. It's not just, I have to do this. I have to do that. But it's fun. Being a dad is fun. So I want there to be a community. I want there to be a place where dads can go, where dads can meet other dads, share their stories, and grow together. Because there's something about parenting, about being a dad, that's a little bit scary. We are trying to raise our kids to live in a world that we've never lived in. I want you to think about that. We are trying to parent our kids to live in a world that we have never lived in. Yes, we're alive and we're learning some lessons and there are principles that we can pass on to our kids that will help them. But have you ever heard your parents or your grandparents or that old uncle that you talk to whenever? And they always have this thing to say. Anytime something that has changed occurs in conversation, they always say, things were different when I was a little kid. The world's just a different place than it was when I was your age. We are raising kids to live in a world that we have never lived in. Technology will be different. 
There will probably be other companies, other industries. There will be different struggles and challenges in the world that our kids will live in when they are on their own, when they're flying solo, when they're starting their families, the world will be a different place. But God has called us to raise them here and now to prepare them for the future. We are fathering the future, the future that we will live in, the world that we will live in. It will be determined and dictated and inspired by our kids. We're fathering our future. And that's a big job. That's a big task. That's a big calling. I believe we can do it successfully with God. And I believe that we can do it successfully together. And so that's why I want to build community. Thank you for listening today. This is Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Van Griff, and I hope you'll join me next time.